This is Nobius Job Search Advice Radio, episode 2356. I'm Jeff Alpin, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome to the number one podcast on Apple Podcasts for Job Search. More than 11 years on a on air. Let's try that again. More than 11 years on air. More than 2,300 episodes enrolling. Maybe I'll stop at 3,000, but I'm still going strong. And one thing I want to mention to you is I'm going to start releasing the long interviews on Friday under the premise that long, you know, got a weekend, they're a half hour in length, it's a longer format than I normally release, and uh, maybe I'll spend a little bit more time with it on the weekend. So today I've got George C. Murray on, who's the author of Hired, Cut Your Career Search Time in Half. And we had a nice interview covering a lot of things, including what you should be doing while you're job hunting to keep yourself in the game. Hope you find this helpful. Hope you give this show a great review wherever you listen to it. Please share it. Leave comments. Do something that supports the show. Algorithms like that. And people will like that you shared it because it was helpful to you. So with that, I'll just remind you, have a great weekend, and maybe one of the other things you might be willing to do to help you with your career is order one of my courses. There'll be a link in the show notes. Order one of the interview courses in particular. I think they'll help you a lot. And now, let's get going. So my guest today is George Murray, who's a self-described tenaciously optimistic person. He inspires business owners and professionals to go from where they are today to where they want to be tomorrow and hashtag get better. Uh, He is a keynote speaker, conducts trainings and workshops on career, job transition, business transformation. And you knew there was a reason he's on the show today. He's the award-winning author of Hired, Cut Your Career Search Time in Half. George! Welcome. Hey, hey, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. So when I saw your background, here you are, a global ops leader working in manufacturing. How did you wind up writing a book about job hunting? Why did you write write it? Well, first of all, you know, we're in career transition our first time, for the most part, in our mid-40s. And it's kind of like a deer in the headlights look, right? You know, no one, there's so many people have gone through this process, but no one actually wrote a book up for the time that you left your last job, whether you got fired, reduced in workforce or what have you, to the time that you land. There's a whole thing to consider. And so as I went through my first career transition, I realized that there's a bunch of processes, like an operations guy, there's process steps. No one clearly defined it. And that's the reason why I wrote the book. I was so frustrated. So many people had passed this gates, but never wrote the book. So hence I did. Gotcha. So for you writing the book, what I saw is you had to deal with it twice in pretty short order. So the first time you learned it, the second time you applied it? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, my first career transition took a lot longer than I expected. Most people feel, hey, you know, with an unemployment rate relatively low, I'm going to find a job really quickly. What I've realized from the data that I found during my career, first career transition, it took me 13 months, right? So here are my 13 months towards the end, just frustrated. So and kind of thought about it at, after the time that I landed. Hey, you know what? If I learned and knew all this stuff ahead of time, I could have cut my time in half. 
ironically enough, a year later, I had to actually prove that to be the case. And so the second time, it only took me five months. So Excellent. So what's someone's job as a job hunter? Like you're in search. What's your real job there? Yeah, I mean, what you realize is, is that, especially for me, a professional or an executive, you know, we're, we're basically delegating a lot of things. The thing is, is that you cannot delegate job transition. It is your job. You are the CEO of you incorporated and you need to be the CEO, the CMO. And at the end of the day, you're the janitor, right? So it's a lot of heavy lifting, right? And I think that's what really frustrates people is this, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? And, and in the book, it really tells that kind of day in a life. Gotcha. And we're going to get to that in just one second. But, you know, folks, I'll just simply say, for those of you who followed me for a while, you know, I've got 2,300 episodes of a podcast and over 7,000 videos at JobSearchTV.com. There's so much detail that goes into a search that no one really knows unless you've lived in this world. George is absolutely right. You know, it's, it's one of these things that you need to know. No one tells you about. You learn through trial and error. And then you wonder, gee, I could have done so many things so much better. And you don't. I've been there. Yep. Yep. So in the book, you talk about value propositions versus elevator pitches. I'm not a believer in elevator pitches. Ditch the pitch. So yes. what's, um, what's a value proposition? So let me tell you, you know, what I realized in my first career transition, I, I had spent some time in career transition groups because I think it helps a lot of people who are new to the transition to understand people's kind of trial and errors, right? And so what I realized is they're going around, they're giving this elevator pitch, right? And it's literally just like everybody else. It's like, you know, I'm an executive that, you know, that's 20 years of experience with an MBA, wah, wah, wah. You sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, right? And so as they started coming around, I'm like, you know, I got to sound different than the seven other operations people, right? So my value proposition is, is that because we live in the attention deficit society, it's got to be short and sweet and to the point. And it's got to be to the listener, not to what I've actually done. Because I'm going to force a listener to try to, well, how does that relate to me, right? And so when it came to my turn, I said, well, you know what? I'm a rappel master. Much like my military career, I drop into difficult situations. I quickly assess the group, develop a collaborative strategy, and execute the plan. My team always exceeds the bar. Do you know anybody that needs a rappel master? That's less than 30 seconds. I know that you can come in, quickly assess set the team in the right direction, all the things that companies want leaders to do, right? So they're really zeroed in. And it's all about what they need and want, not what you can uh, have done in the last 20, 30 years. And and folks, what what he's saying here is don't bask in your own magnificence. Connect the dots for people, for what you can do for them, instead of what, hi, I'm just going to tell you everything about myself. And you should listen there for a half hour at a minimum (laughs) because I have wonderful things to say about myself. Have I mentioned to you that I'm a really interesting person? And you're not. Absolutely. (laughs) And you're not. So that's what a value proposition is. And like you said, elevator pitches, I hate them. 
I hate them. When I speak to the networking groups around the country, I tend to arrive after they do their pitches. I just can't stand listening to these things. They're, they're boring, repetitive, awful. Um, so you talked about a day in the life uh, as part of your process. Um, tell folks about that, please. Yeah, I think one of the things that I maybe took too long to learn was is that although each day may feel like a month before three months pass by you haven't really done a lot right you look back on it so you know when we left our corporate or a jo- our last job we had a structured day right we got up at a certain time we did certain things we went to the office had metrics we had certain meetings all that's gone if you don't recreate that yourself so one of the things that i help clients is is that what am i supposed to do hourly, daily, and weekly, that's going to get me closer to my goal. And each three or four weeks, I'm evaluating what's working for me, what's not, what should I try differently? You know, I went in on a dare that said, hey, go, go cold calling. And I'm like, does that really work anymore? And ironically enough, after I reached out to 10 CEOs, now these are a lot of Fortune 500 CEOs, I had seven respond back to me within a few weeks, which was incredible. But again, it's short and sweet. It's not this three or four minute uh, message. Didn't do the monologue, huh? So in that day in the life that that someone's performing, uh, you know, I think about what someone's job is and the kinds of things they could be doing to keep their mind going. Um, And it's not just simply the calendar and, and the kind of job search stuff that goes into your calendar. Because there are days, folks, where you know your calendar is going to be pretty empty. Yeah. You know, the guy that I coached who called me up on Monday morning said, I'm looking at my, my week. I got nothing booked. And, you know, he's wanting me to give him a pat on the back. I said, we'll go back and do some work. Get, change that. And he called me later in the week to say, okay, got four interviews on Friday, two on Thursday, and let me get briefed on, brief me again on, on interviewing for these kind of roles. And there's other stuff too that people can be doing to keep their minds going before they start going to, down that rabbit hole of, oh, woe is me. What sort of things did you do to try well, you know, to first- keep yourself going? Yeah, I mean, the first three months, I was literally lost. Like I said, deer in a headlight looked. I looked in the mirror and I said, you know what? What I'm going to change are the things that I have control of. I can't control whether I'm going to get hired tomorrow or not. I mean, it would be great if that happened. But I started looking at it. You know, I was the heaviest I'd ever been. And of course, you could see it, you know, meetings, not eating well, and not sleeping well. I made that a focus, part of my focus. And in my first career transition, I dropped 40 pounds, right? Now that's going to help with energy, the way I look. Hey, I look in the mirror. Hey, I like that guy, right? And so you start to build your confidence because again, as long as career transition lasts for people, the longer it happens, it really deteriorates our self-confidence. So you've got to find ways, right? And so I got up in the morning, you know, listened to podcasts, you know, uh, worked out, started awkwardly walking because if I started jogging, it would have died, right? Yeah. Um, but you just build up over time. And those are the things that are going to turn around and help you carry you through. And you start looking better in a suit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I hope you weren't saying I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to date ourselves. 
<laughs> I already have. Look, folks, white beard. Um, anyway, networking. Everyone tells you to network. What kind of networking did you do? What sort of things do you recommend people do? Well, you know, um, I was, believe it or not, a very introverted person, right? And so kind of like when we were growing up, you know, in order for us to learn how to swim, if we got close to the pool, we were thrown in the deep end. Well, introverts aren't going to get close to the pool, right? So you have to figure out a way to wade into the pool, right? And so, uh, you know, part of my process in the book, as well as what I coach is, is that how do I start, right? How do I just connect with people that I already know I feel comfortable with? Because what you're trying to do is you're trying, what I tell people is you're trying to establish cheerleaders out in the workforce. So that when somebody says, hey, I'm looking for a particular opportunity or somebody with this skill set, the first person they come to, hey, George is out there. I just talked to him and he might want to talk to you. So that sounds like you encourage people to do touches with yeah. folks from their past um, yeah. to, to uh, let them know of availability, see how, I'll, I'll be you for a second. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm doing one of those again. And just, <laughs> just want to see how you were and reconnect. And if you hear about something related to such and such, uh, try and keep me in mind. Is that what you would say to folks? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think just general, I think the thing that's most important for a lot of people who are in networking, who get out, and I actually made this mistake my first time, it's all about me, right? I need a job or whatever. But one of the things that I try to look at, and based on the people I met early on in my career, they set me on a great path. And they say, hey, listen, you know what? Um, go into the meeting to figure out how you can help them, right? And so even though you may not be you know, employed, the fact is, is, you've got a lot of skills. You've got a lot of people you know, so that maybe you're networking with a CFO and they may be looking for an accountant. Hey, you know what? I know those people. And you can introduce to them. And guess what? People are more susceptible of hiring somebody that they know, like, and trust, right? As opposed to taking the guess and, and getting a resume and hoping for the best. You're providing that introduction. And guess what? You also help them save money on recruiters. Hey, I'm a former recruiter. <laughs> Be nice. Ah. Be nice. Recruiters are not such bad people. Folks. They're not. <laughs> Some are, but most of them yeah. are. Uh, at least the ones who've been around for a long time. So branding is advice that people get all the time. Develop a personal brand for yourself. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you know what? My first career transition, I thought, brands were for products or companies. I never realized that, you know, you have to create your brand, right? And it's kind of like, you know, company culture, you know, it is what it is until you actually make adjustments in the sale to, to where you want it to be. And so I actually reached out to a brand uh, specialist, uh, Kathleen Crandall. I mean, I'm sure everybody has other people, but she was so significant in creating who I was and what makes me unique and different. Because again, 7 billion people on this planet, you know, you had well over 144 billion uh, odds that you were born. So there's definitely something unique and different. You got to be able to find and connect your unique indifference to the demand and need out in that workforce. And how did she identify, I, I presume she was involved with the Rappel Master uh, suggestion. Yeah, as a matter of fact, she goes, you know, take a look, take something unique and try to transform it to really makes you unique. I mean, I go through coffee shops. They don't remember my name, but they're like, hey, you're that Repel Master. 
That's interesting. Um, so if you were recommending someone, how someone could identify their own brand, how would you recommend that they do it? And how would, and how did you market it uh, yeah. for yourself? Yeah. Copyright it. Right. I mean, as a matter of fact, um, I actually helped, um, Here's an example, prime example, CFO reached out to me. They were looking to go on on their own, right? And uh, they said, hey, you know, I need to get a brand. I need to get this pitch or whatever. And come to find out, he was a band coordinator in college and in high school. And I said, well, that's kind of like a CFO, right? They're orchestrating all different type departments and getting the organization in the right direction, right? He goes, I never thought of it that way. And so it's interesting. He got his first two clients when he first met by using that pitch. He goes, George, he goes, not only that, but you know it, you believe it. Right. And, and you, it comes through in your passion when you're talking about it versus I'm an executive that's got 20 years of experience, MBA. <sighs> yeah, exactly. A sleeper. Uh, yeah. I was, I was stifling the yawn folks for those of you who wind up listening on, uh, on the podcast version. So, the idea is looking for something unique to yourself and then translating it into the workplace uh, as a way of trying to differentiate yourself and what you might say about yourself so people can connect with you. Absolutely. I mean, ironically enough, one gentleman I was out reaching, we talked our first 20 minute networking was just about our, our family relationships, right? And over a period of time, he and I have exchanged introductions of executives back and forth. It's a relationship. It's not just a one and done, right? And you need to make sure that your value proposition is insightful for people that says, hey, you know what? I can relate to that, right? And they can understand it too. Yeah. You know, part of that is, you know, for example, on the person that you coached, uh, I was a band leader in, in school. In other words, I orchestrated results. So an Amazing. audience would enjoy them and enjoy themselves. And like you with the rappel master, you, you tied it into something professionally so that people would get it. Yeah. Uh, and with that, be able to uh, remember you. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's how I got my last role at the CEO. When we got to the final, he goes, you know what, George? And I remember his response when I actually gave him that pitch. He goes, you know what? I don't know what a rappel master does, but it sounds like I need one. Interesting. <laughs> so in, in your case, you identify this one or with, uh, with support, you identify this one quality and zeroed in on it and translated it into a way that served the people that you would be working with. Got Absolutely. It. Good. Um, so much I want to cover. Um, <laughs> let me back up for a second, because you did something that you mentioned here that people don't do anymore. And that was cold calling. Yeah. Why, did it, why do you think it worked for you? Um, because I, I targeted... Um, specific people that were kind of, you know, would potentially be looking for my skill set. The job may not be posted. And again, a lot of times, you know, I think it's more than 70% of jobs are through networking, right? So it's really in your best interest to network with the right folks. The other thing was, is, and I actually did it on a dare, right? Uh, one of the people I was talking in career transition, that just, 
I'm like, I'll, I'll do it just to kind of pacify you. I was actually shocked. He just said, you know what, George, just make sure your message is clear and concise. So when I got through the networking and connected and left a message, it was short and sweet. It was, you know what, um, dear CEO, I'm a recently transitioning executive where I took a company from 100 to 180 million in 18 months. I'm looking to network with a medium to large business community. Would love your advice. Click. And one of a Fortune 200 company guys called me two days later. I was I was shocked. He goes, George, I just want to know more how you did that in such a short period of time. So it's again, it's a taste of the cake, not the total ingredients. Taste of the cake. I love that. That's going to be the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so much in the book, and you know, folks, it's not a big read, and there's a lot packed in there. So what are the big takeaways that you would suggest people pay attention to? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you know, I, I always try to tell people, yeah, I'm a simple guy. I'm an army guy. We're taught that things got to be learned quickly when you're getting fire right on the line. And that's the, hence the book, right? It's 136 pages. It takes, I'm a slow reader. It takes me two days to read the book and I've read it a couple of times. Right. But it's, that's the intent really. It's supposed to be a reference, but for, to me, it's um, really just um, a energy, enthusiasm, positive attitude, always. I think to your earlier comment, right? You know, it's not doing it 12 hours a day until you literally run out of gas because, again, it'll come off. And that really throws people off. So you want to show up your genuine, vested person, right? And mm -hmm. so there's times when you need to take time off. And that's okay. I think that's one of the things that we we fail to understand in career transition, just like a job. It is a job. Take some time off, even if it's Friday afternoons and go for a walk, take the family out, what have you. The second thing out of the three is um, really that day in the life. Structure day in the life, evaluate it, make adjustments, make changes, what's working, what's not working, you know, do some brainstorming. To me, everything was a discipline process. I'm an army guy, a lean six sigma guy. So to me, it's all about process and evaluating the process and, and the rewards. And so every Saturday morning, every three weeks, I would from 7.35 to 8.15, I would basically, what's working? What's not working? What can I actually do brainstorming? And that set my next couple of weeks up, right? And then the third and final thing I tell people your personal board advisors. These are three to five people that can help you. They can guide you. And they also hold you accountable to say, hey, you know what, George, you've been crying about this for three days. Man up, get out there and stop, you know, and, and get out there, right? So those are the three things I'd say is very important. And that board of advisors, uh, how did you find them? How did you identify the right people for you? Well, first and foremost, you don't want to have five operations, in my case, five operations, because they'll be like, hey, let's go off the edge, right? To me, it's really people that, um, you know, different walks, different, you know, I had a, a marketing person. I actually had a LinkedIn expert. I had an what I would call an energy coach. This would be somebody, you know, when you get that dreaded thanks, but no thanks letter on a Friday yeah. and you have nobody to call, you can call this person and literally in five, 10 minutes, you're on cloud nine and ready to attack the day. And you need those people because again, your significant other is basically, you know, hey, what's all this coffee talking, this networking? When are you actually going to submit jobs and go for interviews, right? You need to turn around and use that because you can't give it to that spouse or significant other. They've already have a lot of stress. And their worry um, is going to take them down. Yeah. 
and you need their support in order to uh, do the kind of things that you want to do. And that's not a gender thing. This isn't about men relying upon women. It's women relying upon men, women relying upon women, men relying upon men. The spouse, the partner starts to worry too much. And then they start asking the questions of, hey, how's it going? (laughs) And you dread that question. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's so damaging to hear that question. You know, you start wondering, what am I doing wrong? And then you start thinking of lying to them. True. Yeah. No, no. I mean, the good thing was, is that, you know, my wife is extremely supportive, you know, but again, you get those dreaded, you know, how's your day going? I mean, my wife would, you know, basically tell me quite often, what about all these coffee meetings? That's called a lot of expense. What is this all gathering us? Like, you know, babe, this particular process works. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Just have a little faith. So, you know, we've got an interesting economy going on right now. Yeah. You know, I saw the jobs report today. A lot of jobs have got filled. 600,000, 649,000. We're recording this at the beginning of March, 2022. And then I went to look at the report and uh, two thirds of them were part-time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that, that isn't in the headline. You have to actually read it to find that out. So is this going to work in this kind of economy? Is this the kind of thing? Is this an economy where people who are professionals or veteran individuals, skilled labor, you know, are going to be able to apply this and be able to land? Yeah, absolutely. So to give you an example, my first two career transitions from 13 months to five months. And then I just actually had a career transition recently, post pandemic. And I want to tell you, 35 days, 35 days from the time that I left, did all the networking and process, I had actually three offers. So that actually even works even better, you apply it, but it's heavy lifting, right? And I think that's the thing, if you haven't been in career transition, five, 10 years, the game has changed, and you've got to be able to turn around and do a lot of that heavy lifting, you can't delegate it. How do you think the game has changed? Well, I think the fact is, is you've got to now a lot less people are, 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 are not willing to do that face to face. So you've got to have the technology. You've got to make sure that, you know, you've got a great background. and It's not distracting. All those things are in the book, right, to put you in the best foot forward, whether you're in a hybrid situation, face to face or what have you. Terrific. George, how can people find out more about you, the work that you do, the book? Well, they can go to my website. It's georgeclastonmurray.com. Could you spell it, please? Yes. G-E-O-R-G-E-C-L-A-Y-S-T-I-N-M-U-R-R-A-Y.com. I'm on uh, Amazon, and you can also check me out, follow me on LinkedIn, because I actually have a LinkedIn live event, the first and third Saturday of every month. And it's always an opportunity to help businesses and professionals get better. Super. Um, If memory serves me right, there's a little bit of a discount that people get if they use a link at your website versus buying it on Amazon. Am I right about that? That's correct. 15% off. Right. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. George, thank you. And folks, we'll be back soon with much, much more. I'm Jeff Alpin, The Big Game Hunter. 
Hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you're watching on YouTube, click the like button, share it, do something that lets people know it was worthwhile. Also want to mention, visit my website, thebiggamehunter.us. There's a ton there in the blog that'll help you. You can also find out about my books and guides, the job hunting, the courses I offer. There's just a lot there that'll help you. Plus, you can schedule time for a free discovery call, schedule time for coaching. It's all available through the site. I'd love to help you. And if this isn't the right time, just put that web address in your phone, thebiggamehunter.us. My name, Jeff Altman. Maybe in the notes field, you put the, the term job search blog. So this way you can find me in the future. Lastly, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I hope you have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great. Take care.